0: What's up guys, Max here back with a brand new episode of The Scuttlebutt Show. I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a great day. It's Friday in Okinawa, so you know what that means, Q&A, where anyone can ask me any question they want via our live show here on YouTube, and I will answer that for you guys. But also, there is just too much going on to not have some stories as well. Yesterday, man, about yesterday. So, yesterday... We had a few stories, but not that many. We connected with Sergeant V, Sergeant Vasquez. Vasquez, I hope I'm saying it right. That was quite a joy to be able to do, and uh, and it was really fun. So thanks, everyone, on TikTok for um, being out there. I know we didn't have a big show yesterday, but as fate would have it, all the good stuff, all the good stories waited until today to pop up on my blotter here on my news feed. So I will be bringing some of those to you guys today and some not-so-good stories, too. What's up to everybody in the chat? What's up, R. Kunko? What's up, John, Sam, Terry, Larry, Harry? (laughs) Wow. What are Sam, Terry, Larry, Harry, Nuggets. What's up, everybody and everybody who hasn't checked in yet? What a great rhyme scheme the chat has today. I've got some really cool stuff for you guys. So I've got the Blue Jackets manual right here, as I always do. And I want to read you a quote from page 487. Of the Blue Jackets manual, perhaps the single greatest benefit that sailors receive while serving in the United States Navy is the satisfaction of knowing that they are serving for their nation. Or maybe it's the Post 9/11 GI Bill, the VA disability, the fact that now I can go full stolen valor and make up tall tales about my times and at sea for you guys here on YouTube. I'm not sure, but hoo ya, hoo ya. Larry D says, I'll give the standard question I give Nikki MGTV. What's the best rate in the Navy? Well, it's obviously AT, aviation electronics technician, but there's so many good rates. Nikki's a hospital corpsman. I think that's a great rate. So many good rates in the Navy to choose from. I don't know where to even begin. I'm thinking about doing a top five video. You guys know I posed for those thumbnails. Hope you guys enjoy those poses that I've been putting in the thumbnails uh, that we did last week on QA. And I'm thinking about doing some top fives, worst you know, worst fives, all that stuff. Ancient neophyte, what's up? Tongue twisters galore, one gram of Sam. Let's do this. Let's jump right in to an update on yesterday. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it or else we'd be doing a huge disservice to, uh, to to the chat here. So let's do this. Let's talk about this story. Two Marines have been killed, 17 injured in that North Carolina rollover. And as the details of this story come out, it gets pretty rough. There has been an arrest. So two Marines were killed, two more flown to the hospital, uh, air evac uh, life flighted out after their seven ton with the second MLG rolled over onto the highway outside of Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. There were 19 Marines who were being carried to and from training locations at the base as part of normal operations, according to First Lieutenant Kevin Stapleton from the second MLG. During the rollover, 17 Marines were ejected from the back of the vehicle. This is horrible. One Marine ejected from the vehicle and was hit by another vehicle in a convoy. So now we've got, you know, tragically, not only a death, but somebody has to live with the grief of driving that other vehicle that hit that Marine. It's really unthinkable. It's truly an unthinkable event. After the incident, 15 service members were rushed to Naval Medical Center Camp Lejeune while two were flown to New Hanover Regional Medical Center. Two Marines were pronounced dead at the scene. The driver of the vehicle that rolled over, Lance Corporal Luis Barrera, was arrested by local authorities and charged with two counts of misdemeanor death by motor vehicle. Oh, man. Misdemeanor death. I don't know how you can even have that as a misdemeanor, but that's the situation right now. Herrera is a motor T, motor transport operator with Combat Logistics Battalion 24. Stapleton said he did not know if the vehicle that rolled over was the lead vehicle in the convoy that normally sets the pace for all the military vehicles in the group. Because they were driving at a high rate of speed, that's determined to be the factor in the crash and why this arrest was made, that if he was not the lead vehicle, he was going at the speed of the convoy, somebody else was setting the speed. If he was the lead vehicle, he was setting the pace and he was the sole reason that they were speeding. No matter which way you slice this, it's horrible for everybody involved and uh, an absolute tragedy. So I do hope that uh, the families are you know, able to grieve together and, and figure this out and that all the Marines there kind of recover okay. The ones who were injured, I hope they all recover to the ones who deceased. I hope that um, their families are, are doing all right. My thoughts are with them. So th- it says here, Louis Brer, he was 19 years old, one count of exceeding a safe speed and two counts of misdemeanor death. I don't know how you've misdemeanored death, but you know, that's you're talking about not two lives ending. You're talking about dozens of lives forever changed. You're talking about people who have are gonna have permanent injuries. You're talking about people who are gonna have to live with permanent grief and guilt. You're talking about people who are gonna have to live with PTSD. Oh man, absolutely horrible. Horrible. Oh, my gosh. So, what's up, Iron Lotus, in the chat? Sorry to hit you guys with that right off the bat, but we had to cover an update on that from yesterday. 17 Marines ejected means that some Marines smashing into others. Yeah, you know, people sitting in the back with 7 Tunders just sitting on those benches back there, and they're they're going to be launched if that thing rolls over. Absolutely launched. So, it's a complete, you know, worst-case scenario tragedy that um, is it's hard to imagine what that must have been like. I have never been in a vehicle rollover, this is kind of unrelated, but just talking about that because ancient, because somebody who ancient said they'd be smashing into each other. Um, in Afghanistan, I was in the back of an RG, which is a, uh, a military vehicle and a large one an R, a large vehicle about the size of an MRAP, or in other words, larger than a Humvee, um, with, you know, carries a bunch of people and gear and weapons and everything like that up-armored, you know, very resilient, durable, rugged. So we're driving in Afghanistan, and we went through this wadi. I think I've told this story before. I think we fell about eight feet, um, the front end and then the back end, into this wadi, and we all went flying into the air in the back, and there was not a lot of room back there, not a lot of room at all, and we went flying and started hitting each other, and the dude sitting across from me, he was an Air Force guy, he came down, and his head, his helmet bashed into my knee and I thought for certain my leg was broken. it had that like electric shock feeling stunned couldn't move my leg. I thought my leg was broken but it was not it was just in excruciating pain for a moment. I don't know about it. maybe not excruciating but it just hurt imagine stubbing your toe but just getting hit in the knee with a hammer type of thing so it's that shock kind of uh, that that hit feeling, you know? You guys probably know what I'm talking about. I'll leave it at that. I'm doing a terrible job explaining it. So let's see. Seatbelts in those trucks, no, I don't think that there are. I don't think that there are. And uh, it's kind of a shock that anybody travels in those things like that, driving down a road, just sitting back there. Or uh, some have like the tent roofs and some times they'll be back there in other types of vehicles that are just like open air backs, like uh, farm ch- vehicles. Um, it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. So that's that story. Now, um I don't wanna let's see, I think there was a question. Sir Sir Nugget says, Max, any hobbies? Uh I've heard from a certain someone you do animation. So you guys have seen that I draw. I, I have been redoing the logos for the branches. You guys have seen that I do filmmaking as a hobby. And uh I do some 3D design, 3D modeling. I do some stuff. I have hobbies. Um exercising is one of my primary hobbies, although I feel like it's more like a duty than a hobby. Um not to be all ate up, but that's just how I feel about it. Um, I uh, let's see. I've done comedy, improv, stand. You guys know me. You guys know me. You guys know that these are my hobbies, and just hanging out with my friends whenever possible. Whenever we're able to gather with more than two people, secretly, it's like uh, it's like we're in like a weird post-apocalyptic world out here in Okinawa. So that's uh, that's my hobbies now. I don't want to be this guy. I have something for you guys today that's so cool, so funny. Um, Can't wait at the end of the show. But I've got something here. You know, I, I watch, I pretty much listen to anything any president says. I've always believed that when the president of the United States talks, you should listen. You should hear what they have to say. You shouldn't get it from the news. You shouldn't get it from your friends you should listen to the words with your own ears and hear and hear it for yourself. That's what I believe. It's the leader of the country that we live in. And if you're involved in the military in any way, those words, those presidents affect you directly. Yesterday, I believe, I watched the press conference with Joe Biden saying something, and I, I, and I probably will misquote here, but effectively he said, name a president who's done more in their first year and that he has exceeded expectations. And I was just like, really? You know, like, does anyone think that? Does anyone think everything's going good? You know, I, I don't. I'm not one to normally panic. But, I'm, but I, I, I got to say, I certainly don't think everything's just going great. There's no question that it's not. Why should we lie about it if things aren't okay? I'll tell you two things I've got here that are signs to me, that things are not going okay, all right? Here's the first. When the Air Force has to come replace your doctor because the clinic in Cleveland has either put people on leave over the COVID stuff or just doesn't have enough people to support the needs of their clinic. So here is the Air Force arriving to a standing ovation from the Cleveland Clinic. Imagine you go to the hospital You're a civilian and the military has taken it over. So I saw this. This is the Air Force taking over the civilian clinic in Cleveland. Check this out. So they, they line up to give them that standing ovation as they show up to provide whatever the relief is that they're going to provide. And then they go in here to this uh, symposium. In clinic. Back then in 1921, but once again, one of the highest uh, in the state, the Columbus area is really flattening out in hospitals where we care for up to 20% of all the patients not being served with a
1: significant cardiac and neurological disease. That's
0: tell you the excitement. And then pause here for a second. This is what I want to show you guys. Up at the top of your screen there, at the top left, we've got a PFC, I believe. A PFC, uh, or I guess whatever you would call that in the Air Force, uh, an airman, like not even a senior airman, just an airman. That's the Army there. So you have the Army and the Air Force here coming in, and that's an Army PFC, an E3. So that is the Army. That's an Army PFC. And imagine you walk into... The Cleveland Clinic and PFC, you know, whatever her name is, you know, let's say, you know, Hoff or whatever. I see FF at the end of her name. Hi, I'm PFC Hoff and I'm your doctor today. Good luck. Good luck, everybody. Uh, normally we treat E3s in the military. So uh let's um let's go ahead and get you your height and weight. How many drinks a day do you have? Three. Normally we get 18. That's pretty good. Okay, I think you're healthy. Let's uh let's send you on your way. You're totally healthy. Clean bill of health. This second. The second thing that had me going, everything's not okay. The second thing that had me going, everything's not okay, is when New Mexico asks guard troops, National Guard, to sub for sick teachers amid Omicron. So when the military has taken over your hospital and school, that's a sign things aren't good. Just random National Guard troops to go teach your kids at school? I mean I'm not I'm not like over I'm not overly offended or frightened by this but it's it's a sign of the times if nothing else The New Mexico, New Mexico is the first state in the nation to ask National Guard troops to serve as substitute teachers as preschools and K through 12 public schools struggle to keep classrooms open amid surging COVID 19 infections. Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham announced Wednesday the unprecedented effort to reopen classrooms in the capital city of Santa Fe and shore up staffing across the state. New Mexico has been struggling for years to recruit and retain educators, leaving teaching routinely to long term substitutes who do not have full teaching credentials. Other states have worked to mobilize state workers and National Guard soldiers to support schools. Last year, Massachusetts mobilized National Guard first to support COVID-19 testing on school campuses, drive school buses, and on Tuesday, Oklahoma allowed state workers to volunteer as school substitutes while continuing to receive their salaries. Members of the Guard will serve on active duty. Probably that means, does that mean they're going to go and teach your sixth grader in their uniform, drawing their usual pay? State workers who teach in classrooms will get marked as pay leave that doesn't subtract from individual vacation allotments state workers are encouraged to participate in the spirit of public service and that no one is being drafted. Interesting, interesting. So this is, uh, it says, the administration says school districts and preschools are seeking at least 800 subs, substitute teachers and daycare workers for shifts ranging from one classroom period to the entire day. And they're asking state bureaucrats to volunteer to serve. So we've got, we've got uh, the Air Force and Army, replacing doctors at hospitals we've got the army national guard replacing teachers at schools is this like the is this the apocalypse yet like is now you guys remember that old south park episode like is now time to worry like the devil is here is now time to worry and they're like it is definitely almost time to consider starting to plan for the time when we'll worry i love that episode of south park it's like unbelievably funny so this is just uh, just interesting. Like, everything's so great, but simultaneously, the Army has taken over <laughs> hospitals and schools. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, let's see. We're going to war with Russia to protect the border of Ukraine while our southern borders are wide open. We're actually going to talk about that, too. Interesting stories today in and around the military news. Zoomies in the ER, Air National Guard. Why not National Guard? They, they're on leave, too. Let's see, sex ed led by a 19-year-old soldier cannot be good. That's very true, one, Grandma Sam. Buford says Biden is a well-known liar and plagiarist. Well, that's true, and he also lied um, outright in regards to which role of Afghanistan many times. We talked about it on the show. So, yeah, I guess that's uh, something to keep an eye on. Um, every time I step out of class, someone is leaving due to COVID, so does that mean they show up to class in their uniforms? Yeah, good question. Key and Peele substitute teacher episode comes to mind. Yeah, a A-A Aaron. A-Ron. Going to get NJP'd. h says, that's a yikes for me, dog. Yep. The closer you get on the Volga River, the percentage of Russians go up. Oh, I, that's about the Ukraine stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of tracking along with that. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm measuring my reaction to that. I'll be the PE teacher. It's going to get rough. Yeah. That's right. That's why you need the uh, National Guard in there for PE. It'll probably be you know doable. You don't want no Marine infantry in there on PT. Like everyone, put on your forty-five pound rucksacks. We're going for a long walk. We're, we're we're skipping we're skipping history, math, and and biology. And we're going on a hike. So everyone, get ready. You're about to learn. You're going to learn some lessons today that you're not going to learn in uh, Earth Science class. So we talked about on Monday or Tuesday, I guess on Tuesday. We talked about the, uh, I know this has turned into like a regular episode of the Scuttlebutt Show, but there's too much to talk about. There's too much craziness going on right now to, to not talk about it. So let's, uh, let's talk about this. On Tuesday, I had brought up the fact that there was a, like a terrorist attack in uh, Texas over the weekend that was getting very little press coverage, and I feel like really did disappear into the news cycle. And now it's like it's gone. It's all news, right? Well, the 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 guy, the hostage taker, the terrorist was killed. So is that the end of the story? Well, you may have heard that in regards to this, the um, some organization, a government organization in the UK, I believe, arrested some suspects in relation to this case, and now we have some um, some. Breaking information that might put shine a light on why we do we do need to keep talking about this and not letting it disappear into uh, the archives of our old you know five second brain and that information is this leaked audio from Texas synagogue attacker reveals plans for attacks on the U.S. and this is actually frightening stuff. Listen to this. Malik Faisal Akram, the British national who took four people hostage at a synagogue in Texas on Saturday, said in a call with his brother during the standoff that he intended to go down as a martyr and was opening the door for others to attack America his his idea was that he would inspire more attacks against America. so put to put to bed put to bed any idea in your mind that this was not a pure outright terrorist attack by uh, Islamic extremists. That's exactly what this was. In an audio recording of the phone call with his brother Gulbar, obtained exclusively by the Jewish Chronicle, the hostage taker said he'd make a promise that I will go down as a martyr. I'll let no mother ever suppress me. And I'm not going to play the audio here, but there are uh, the quotes are in this article, so we're going to read the quotes. On Saturday, Akram took a rabbi and three more Jewish congregants hostage at the Temple Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas. Ultimately. He demanded the release of convicted terrorist Afia Siddiqui from uh, custody who was accused of attacking Americans in Afghanistan, trying to kill them. And he ended up releasing the hostages and then going out fighting, which he kind of put into his own words. He said, I'm bombed up. I've got effing every ammunition. I've got them all at gunpoint. So he released the four hostages and then said he wants to have a toe-to-toe fight with police who could then shoot him. And Siddiqui dead. Uh, I don't know what about Siddiqui, but he said the hostage taker said, pray, prayed, the hostage taker said he prayed to Allah for two years for this and asked Allah for this death and Allah's with me. So this was a premeditated attack. As his brother tried to talk him into surrendering, the hostage taker said, no, they will never take another woman from a Muslim. I'm opening the door for every youngster to enter America and F with them. He's saying that he wants to inspire young people to come into America and commit terror acts. Why does Afghanistan always have to have a defensive war? Why can't these sick bastard Taliban enter effing America and they have an effing defensive war, saying put America on defense? Why do we need these mother effers to come to our country and do effing battle? We can't come in their country. They come into our countries, uh, abuse our women, and eff our kids, and we can't come into their countries and fuck f excuse my language and f with them so you know what i'm setting the precedent today it's funny those words excuse my cuss i mean there's nothing wrong i can cuss on this youtube channel i just try not to usually so he says that americans go into their country you know abuse their women and abuse their kids and it's funny he says that because that's like the exact 180 degree opposite of the truth in my experience. Uh, I go to Afghanistan. I go to Iraq. I see constant examples of abuse of women and children. So I'm not sure what he's talking about. He would have to uh, cite some of those examples, I guess. So, you know, they go into some more details here, but at the end, it says in 2020, Akram also reportedly traveled to Pakistan and stayed there for five months. The Times of Israel reported the UK's MI5 intelligence and security service had investigated Akram as a possible terror threat that year. So this guy was a known terror suspect. He has a history of making extremist remarks, including he harassed officials at a UK magistrate. He Reportedly told the court days after September 11, 2001, he wished he had been on one of the planes that crashed into World Trade Center and was barred from the courthouse. Um, You know, it's just so frustrating. Like so much of this stuff could be prevented before it ever happens. When people tell you who they are, why do we not believe them? When people tell you that they're going to, you know, commit acts of horrible, unthinkable violence and terror. Why don't we, why don't we believe that? Why don't we take them at their word and then do something about it? Why do we have to wait? I don't know. It's very frustrating. He said, he said what he was going to do. Nobody did anything. And then he did it. Doesn't take a genius to figure that one out. So hopefully his plan does not work. He does not inspire future attacks like this and does not encourage people to flock to America to terrorize our country. I certainly hope that does not happen. Um, let's talk about what's going on in the chat. I probably missed some stuff. Let's see. Let's see. A-Ron. A- Usual suspects. You'll all go down and see Mr. Osha o- Hennessy. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Um, what's up, Yeet? What's up, Iron Lotus? I know this is off topic, but are you going to talk about the Teddy Roosevelt statue that was removed from the New York City Museum? No, I didn't. I don't know about that. Um, I did, I did not know about that. Let's see. MC, what's up? They named the teddy bear after him. Come on. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. So we've got uh, one more, you know, two more. What a weird, what a weird, like, news thing happened today. What a weird news thing. So a bunch of, not normal stories that we have on the Scuttlebutt Show, not normal stories of veterans and businesses and saving people out of icy rivers and, you know, Crime within the military and all that stuff. Everything's a little abstract today, but this is just how it happens to go. It seems like every once in a while, all these things pile up at once. Doesn't it seem like that when we're when we're doing these shows? I do have one thing that I guarantee you guys you will hope. I I I think I think you will love at the end of the episode, and it's going to be fun, and we'll have a laugh. And meanwhile, you know, you guys can drop questions in the chat, and I'm happy to answer them. So we've got, man, we've got. An update. Um, we talked about this guy. Let's just let's just put this one to bed. Airman gets life in prison for death of Mennonite woman. You guys might remember this story. He grew up Mennonite, he hated the religion, he hated people who weren't Mennonites. He was accused of stalking and harassing people. He kidnapped this woman and ended up executing her. She was Mennonite. She was her body was found. They arrested him. He was in the Air Force, active duty. And now he's going to spend life in prison. So I just want to put a a bow on this one and put it to bed. Mark Gooch, what a stupid name, convicted of kidnapping and first degree murder in October, sentenced Wednesday, nearly two years to the date that Sasha Krause went missing while gathering material to teach Sunday school. So the victim goes out to get ready for Sunday school. He kidnaps her and executes her because he is a terrible person. He couldn't somehow resolve his personal issues. So this is what he chose to do. And he got life in prison. So I just want to give you guys an update on that. Um, we covered it several months ago. Let's see. What's going on in the chat? Let's see. Teddy equals based. If they try to mess with Mount Rushmore, I swear I'm calling calling it in. Speak softly and carry a big stick. Everyone's supporting Teddy Roosevelt right now, which I think is, is great. Go for it. You know the rules and so do I, Ike said. Um, let's keep it moving. Ike, great to see you. Let's keep it moving and get through these stories. And and like I said, any questions, um, drop them in the chat. I feel like I've said that a few times already. You guys probably know the deal. Eviano, what's up? What a gooch. That guy was quite a gooch for sure. Um, love him or hate him, Alec Baldwin has been in the news in the last few years for a number of reasons. He's obviously got a history of some terrible behavior. I don't know. If some of it's redeemable or not, um, abuse abusive towards his family, um, very hypocritical in his life with things that he claims to uh, care about. Famously rebounded playing Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live, which seems like the trend for the last few years was, uh, you know, if you if you go super um, anti-Trump, it's good for your career in Hollywood. Seems to be the trend. That's fine. I don't really have any problem with people expressing their opinions. Um, Agree or disagree or agree to disagree. Totally fine. But recently, Alec Baldwin shot and killed a woman um, where he has taken no responsibility for that, as you guys know. And now he's coming after the Marines. So that's a genius idea. Alec Baldwin sued for defamation by family of slain Marine. Absolutely insane story here. Now, you guys can think what you want about this one. It's, I actually have multiple thoughts about it. It's complicated. The widow and two sisters of a U.S. Marine killed in Afghanistan. We're talking about on August 26th in Afghanistan, in Kabul. Uh, they're suing Alec Baldwin, alleging the actor exposed them to a flood of social media hatred by claiming on Instagram that one sister was an insurrectionist for attending the January 6th rally in D.C., The sister, excuse me, the sister Royce McCullum protested peacefully and legally. Was not among those who stormed the Capitol, U.S. the U.S. Capitol that day. And after being interviewed by the FBI, was never detained, arrested, accused, or charged with any crime, according to the lawsuit filed Monday. So she was present. You know, I, I feel like you can, you can't, you can't hate her for being present. It's like if you just were there. Now I actually have a position on this where. I think if 50,000 people go to a protest and 1,000 people riot, 49 other 1,000 people made that riot possible. That's my personal opinion. I've said that before. It's, it takes those massive crowds to allow these situations to get out of control. Does that mean that she's guilty of a crime or, or some kind of um, illegal activity? No, of course not. That's just my personal opinion. Then Alec Baldwin says just because she was present without knowing anything else calls her an insurrectionist online. Now, why does Alec Baldwin even know who this family is? Interestingly here, the lawsuit uh, the lawsuit is now after Alec Baldwin sent McCullum $5,000 to help the widow of her brother, Marine Lance Corporal Riley McCollum of Jackson, who was among the 13 U.S. soldiers killed in that bombing. So Alec Baldwin actually sent this family $5,000. That's how he knows who they are. So, you know, you've got a complicated situation here. Alec Baldwin tried to do something good. Can't take that away from him. Gave the family $5,000. I don't know if he did that for all the victims' families of that attack, all the deceased, but he did to McCollum. Then when he found out, he, about this, uh, her being, the sister being at the, Uh, January 6th rally. On January 3rd of this year, the actor privately messaged Royce McCollum on Instagram after she posted, because she posted a photo of herself from that day. So he DMs her and asked if she was the same woman who'd taken his donation. The suit says McCollum confirmed she was at the protest and told Baldwin, protesting is perfectly legal. Okay. Okay. That's where we're at now. Baldwin responded by remarking that her activities resulted in the unlawful destruction of government property, the death of a law enforcement officer, and assault on a certification of the presidential election, and told McCollum that he'd reposted the photo to his 2.4 million Instagram followers. Good luck, Baldwin wrote. This guy's a monster. Like, there's no, there's no other way to put it. Alec Baldwin is a monster. Who would use the entire weight of their success? to attack some random woman on the internet. Like, yeah, he he did something good for her by giving the family money and then let that be that. This is uh this is really sick in my opinion. And now, if it was me, I'd be like, I'm a woman and Alec Baldwin doesn't like me. I'm in danger. He shoots women. Alec Baldwin's a woman shooter. So this is uh not good right here. Baldwin plainly ignored Royce's denial of rioting and the assertion that she was cleared by the FBI. She was interviewed by the FBI, which I find curious. Like did they talk to did the FBI talk to every person who was around DC that day, I wonder? He cleared by the FBI for participating in any of the conduct Baldwin chose to falsely attribute to her via his massive following. So he did do that. Alec Baldwin shared the photo of the January 6th protest on social media. Royce McCollum got hundreds upon hundreds of hateful messages, including one telling her to get, you know, female assaulted and die. And that her brother got what he deserved when he was killed in Afghanistan. Oh. Yep, that's the inclusive group right there. That's the accept everyone group, just for you. In a post under his Instagram account, Alec Baldwin Insta, Baldwin called that message abhorrent and told Royce McCollum, there are hateful things posted towards you are wrong, which are 100% his responsibility. They wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him. What a sicko. The lawsuit says Baldwin didn't do anything to remedy the situation, however, and by sharing the photo, he lit the match and blew on the fire, resulting in hateful messages and death threats, not only against Royce McCollum, but also against Riley McCollum's other sister, Cheyenne McCollum, and the widow, Gianna McCollum. And this is all to tarnish the memory of the brother who was killed in Afghanistan. Uh, so the lawsuit specifics are an invasion of privacy, defamation, negligence, and intentional infliction of emotional distress with $25 million in damages. I hope that they settle for $10 million or something like that. He's a monster. Gianna McCollum gave birth to her late daughter's, her late husband's daughter in September. Online fundraisers raised a million dollars for the widow and child. So good for them. They got something. I mean, the family the families of everyone killed on August 26th in Afghanistan are going to grieve forever because this in, this is a memory that's going to be directly tied to politics and American uh, uh, international policy forever. So that's got to be difficult for them. On Friday, Baldwin surrendered his cell phone to authorities investigating the shooting on a New Mexico film set. So that might you know, result in finding out some information about this case as well. But all in all, I don't see how you can't see Alec Baldwin as some kind of just sick monster person from hell, and uh, and he's got a long history of this type of abusive behavior, specifically towards women, because he is a he's a dirtbag. That's it. So it's that simple. Did everything that everyone do in that situation was that was everyone good? Is everyone just like a perfect person? No, of course not. Um, I don't agree in participating in large scale protests that have a good chance of becoming, you know, violent riots. Uh, I don't agree with that personally, but, and I feel like in modern times, I think it's safe to assume that any protest at this point uh, has a very high likelihood of turning into some kind of violent event. So I will choose to avoid them. Um, since I think most protests I've seen in the last few years have been pretty illegitimate anyway. So just starting with that, and then the behavior at them is 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 boring. As the article to share a word from the article there. So that's my thoughts on that one. I guess loved his role in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, but off screen is a complete asshole. I just watched another. I just watched an Alec Baldwin uh, show called Doctor Death, and I think I recommended the podcast to you guys a few days ago. But you can go check out Doctor Death on um on what is it on? I guess I'll give some free advertising here to like Peacock or something. So let's see. Um, I hope he gets what he deserves. Yep. Alec, Alec Baldwin killed more people than the insurrection participants. That's a fact. That's a fact. Alec, by the way, right? Not Alex. Cause that's his brother. Let's see. Nobody's perfect. I love free chicken. Okay. But she posted the picture of herself on a platform for the world to see. I don't think she should get hate mail, but it was posted on public platform by her to begin with. That's all. That's true. She did post it. She posted the photo, but then, you know, what's interesting about it is then Alec Baldwin messaged her. And said, "I am going to make you, you know, known for this, and try to cause you inflict harm." Basically, like he wouldn't, he wouldn't espouse that he has 2.4 million followers and he's going to let them all know who she is if it wasn't meant to cause some harm. I think that that's probably in the common sense category there. Uh, and then he did that. That's what he did. So success for him, I guess, as he would measure it. Let's say let's see. Couple more things for you guys today. Two more things. Actually, two fun things, okay? It's been a heavy, heavy day. Um, two more things for you guys. One, actually, both of them are, are, are unbelievable. Um, I'm lucky that I found these. And th- one of them is uh is almost well, let's just say um thankful for this next story. I'm thankful. Air Force maintainers are getting new janitor gray coveralls, which I don't know about you guys, but I think match perfectly with the Air Force's multicam pattern there. So this is, uh, this is like something that would be a practical joke they' what the Air Force is saying what they're saying about the Air Force in this task and purpose article is that when you're looking at your screen here this grayish uh you know looking coverall with velcro for all your patches your branch your name your rank you can wear your hat you can wear your unit patches all that stuff deployment patches is going to be the Air Force's new coverall a leaked Air Force PowerPoint slide and what do you guys think about this leave me a comment gave airmen a sneak peek of the coveralls that aircraft maintainers will be able to wear to and from base on the flight line and in other areas where they previously could not. This is after the Air Force officially announced the policy change for coveralls in June, 2021. Before then, maintainers and other airmen who worked in messy jobs, fuel, firefighting, munitions, engineering, would often have to drive onto base in their camos, change into their coveralls when they arrived, change back into their camos on their way out. Which, by the way, I'll say right now is exactly the way the Navy does it. In the Navy, at least in all the years that I was in, we were never, ever allowed to leave work or be anywhere but work in our coveralls. They were okay for doing dirty work. That was the instruction for how to wear that uniform. You had to be participating in dirty work to use coveralls. A job where you would reasonably be expected to get covered in hazmat, to get grease, you know, dirt, whatever, laying on the ground that would make your normal uniform unserviceable. But now, airmen authorized to wear the maintenance duty uniform can wear it when going to and from work at all locations on base, while at off-base short convenience stops, or while eating at a restaurant where people wear comfortable civilian attire. You're telling me you can wear this uniform at a restaurant? No. No, the Air Force has given up this year. The Air Force has totally given up. Uh, what are you doing, Air Force? And this is Chief Mass Sergeant Bass. This has got her name written all over it. You can just wear, this is what happens when you don't spank the kids. You know what I mean? This is what happens when people who didn't get their way and cried about it get into senior ranks and they go, you know what? Screw it. Just do everything. I'm just going to do everything that I always thought was unfair when I was young. There, th- This is not a sit-down-and-eat uniform. I wouldn't want to, if it was me, I, not that I wouldn't want to see someone in this, I'm not like so pretentious, but if it was me and I was an auto mechanic, I wouldn't want to go to a restaurant in my auto mechanic coveralls and sit down and eat. Who does, who does want to do that? If you want to go to a restaurant and eat in your dirty work coverall uniform, leave me a comment about that. I don't, who I I don't know I don't know I don't. It's my opinion. It's my guess that I don't think anybody would want to do that. That's what I think. Uh, so you know, this is just the latest. The article was on to say this is just the latest in the trend of the Air Force. You know, improving quality of life or relaxing uniform standards. Most of them I'm completely fine with, but this one is get already getting a lot of hate on the internet for its uh, its look. And the article goes on to talk about public opinion on it. You guys can make your own opinions on it. My opinion is it's uh, kind of lame. Kind of lame. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. Leave a comment. I'd love to hear it. MC, thank you. 99 cents, super chat, pink ice cream cone. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Love it. Friday out here. Maybe I'll use it to buy some ice cream. I'll go to one of the Japanese Okinawan vending machines. Larry says, we had blue or green coveralls. We were not allowed to wear coveralls on the mess decks or at quarters. The Navy gives out coveralls to everybody now. It used to just be engineering. That's a great point. You're not even allowed to wear coveralls to the galley in the Navy. You have to change. So why would you be allowed to go to an off-base restaurant? Oh, man. Meanwhile, in the Marines, oh, shoot, I popped a tire. I can't be in public with my camis. I guess I'll just sit here until someone notices. Owned, 0110, 499 Super Chat. Wow, thank you so much, Owned. Air Force got to lazy God level to the point where they don't even want to change over. Thanks for the laughs. Yeah, you got it. Rambo, I like coveralls, but it doesn't make sense for airmen to have coveralls. It makes sense for airmen who are working, like when I was in the Navy, in aviation, we wore coveralls. When I was on the ship, we wore coveralls owned. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that $5 super chat. Very, very much appreciated. I am glad to, that you're here and thank you very much. So we wore coveralls for dirty work. You didn't want to get your blueberries or utilities or your guacamoles dirty. You know, you go out there to, to clean an aircraft, which actually is what our next story is about. And you, uh, you, you get covered in, in all kinds of stuff and they get torn. They get caught on sharp edges and ripped. You can go to supply and get new coveralls. You can buy new coveralls, all this stuff. And so it may it makes sense. The Air Force should have that too. And they have, they have working uniforms already, but they're not normal uniforms for going out into town, stuff like that. Now they're saying you can just wear these coveralls. It's not a flattering uniform. There's nothing good about it. The coveralls are not a good uniform. Absolutely a bad deal, a bad choice in my opinion. If you disagree, let me know in the comments. Let's see. What's the craziest thing you've seen in a vending machine in Oki? Well, let's see. If you go to like the mall, they sell everything in vending machines. They have toys, games, video games, PlayStations. They have everything in vending machines. They have hot food, whole plates of food, coffee, ice cream. They have all that. But you can go find ones around the neighborhood that have beer and cigarettes. And those are the ones that I find most surprising. Apparently, there's something that um, you have to, you can show your ID to get the beer, but uh, I've never tried. And I just think that it's funny there are beer vending machines just on the street. Nobody should need a beer vending machine. Like, there's, and and, yeah, I get that, like, oh, well, what if you just want to go down and get a beer? You don't have to drive. But out here in, in Okinawa, there are convenience stores called Family Marts and Lawson's which I might go get lunch at Family Mart today, actually, to be honest. And they have great food. And they're, they're everywhere. Everybody can walk to a Family Mart or a Lawson's. Everyone. Everyone in Okinawa. So you can always go get your beer. Let's see. Who needs people when you have vending machines, right? It's true. It's true. Um, last thing that I have for you guys today. Last story. I came across this on Instagram last night. And I'm so stoked. Um, I'm glad that I did. When I get back to the United States, I might give it a try. But today, I'm just going to give it some time. This is be jet clean. Do you want to be clean like a fighter jet? I mean, do you? I'm really asking. When I was uh, in naval aviation, we would wash aircraft with like, scrubby bubbles and magic sponges and all the magic eraser sponges and all this stuff. I don't want to get cleaned up like an aircraft. It was a rough process. And, uh, and I don't want to get covered in like weird grease and stuff too. So this guy, prior pilot is the founder, co-founder of this new soap company, uh, be jet clean, which you can get on subscription and start cleaning yourself like a, a jet, I guess. So let's watch the video. It's, epic I want to watch the video with you guys and you can tell me do you think that this is a product you would get? I'd love to hear from you and also um, that uh, if you want to see this group on the show I would love to invite these guys on the show if you want to see it so let's check this out
1: Would you like to save money smell great save space feel smarter and just be a little more awesome than you already are. Well, I don't know. Do you like the sound of freedom? Terrorists being punched in the face? Our puppies? Of course you do. Let's go. I'm Ryan, veteran fighter pilot, Thunderbird pilot, and co-founder of BJetClean.com. We make the best damn soaps for men. And by the end of this video, you're going to know how to multitask like a fighter pilot. It's too bad that it's only for... So, ladies, you're out. It's for men. Sorry, ladies. Beat it. BJ Clean makes a 4-in-1 shampoo, body face, and beard wash. It's made right here in America, and it saves you time and money. But, does our stuff smell any good? No. Your current cells contain harsh chemicals like parabens and sulfates and make you look older. And they contain more artificial smells than a Miami nightclub. Nah. So if you want to save time, save money, and get a product that won't strip your natural oils, forget it. This has been impossible, until now. Instead, we use bold, fresh scents like mint, and eucalyptus, and coconut-based cleansers, and aloe that keep you looking studly. B-Jet Clean was created by fighter pilots when we were on a combat deployment. We knew we deserved better than what we had, and so do you. Become an elite member of the Jet Club. Click the link. We'll keep you clean for just a few bucks a month. No contract, and you can change products or skip an order anytime. And think of every bottle as your daily reminder to be your best. Awesome. Plus, you never have to go to the store for your essentials, ever again. From now on, every shower experience is gonna feel like hitting that game-winning home run or that game-winning <laughs> volleyball serve. Mrs. Boat. Like me, you're a joke, a jack of all trades. Shouldn't your products be as well? And speaking of jokes, we've also created a three-in-one shave butter conditioner style cream. So whether you're looking for the best- There's caffeine in the face wash. I'm coming around. Best shave of your life or just some extra moisture and style. We got you covered. Guys, it's time to stop spending needless money on lame soaps made by suits created by scientists and endorsed by celebrities. Most of that extra money just helps celebrities buy illegal baby tigers. What? Yeah, he's right. And we also just believe in being awesome. So here's some awesome fighter jet footage for no reason. Join the BJ Clean revolution and save a ton of cash by turning seven products into two. Would you look at that? You officially know how to multitask like a fighter pilot.
0: <laughs> he could work on his dance moves a little bit, maybe. But that's B Jet Clean. That's the, uh, I mean, it's a great commercial. I guess I'm giving them some free advertising right now. Seems like a cool company. Let's check out the About Us. Ryan. Call sign Neo was sitting around a fire pit after flying a combat mission in a deployed location. It was a place where aviators would connect and decompress from day's mission as the cracks and pops of the fire filled the air. Ryan gratefully opened a care package and back home. The flames lit the contents out of the box. Ryan reached in the package to find a mainstream, spelling error there on package, to find a mainstream brand of body wash. He knew this type of product was making his skin feel terrible and the marketing left him uninspired. He asked his flight mates, is that what the Air Force calls them, flight mates? If they had the same frustrations, they did. I thought it was wingmen. It was at that moment that Ryan decided to take action and create his own company and vision, a company that made healthy options and a brand that encouraged us to become better versions of ourselves every day. He returned home, turned his kitchen into a lab and began blending essential oils and SLS free cleaners. You guys love essential oils. Some guys have a wood shop for Ryan. His wood shop and passion became blending bold scents like eucalyptus and mint and sandalwood and tea tree. The manliest scents. Co-founder CEO Ryan Bottomire and the screw chief after flying in Thunderbird, so they have some photos here. The clean, the B Jet Clean reminds every guy to be your best today. So there's some photos down here. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Would you pick the B Jet Clean products and give that a try? Because you can get firepower here, three in one, for only eight bucks if you get it every thirty days. The four in one for eight bucks. I would just, I guess I would get the four in one every time, right? The one with like caffeine in it. So I would definitely get that. And then you can check out, uh, let's see, call signs. Put a call sign in the back of every bottle because call signs tell the stories. Jaws, Tread, Driftwood, Neo. F- Neo was an F-15 and F-16 Charlie Combat and Thunderbird fighter pilot. They, he met the other guy in the company while flying Strike Eagles, and they would later start B-Jet Clean together. Neo got the name because his enthusiasm and demeanor reminded his squadron mates of Counter Reeves and the Matrix. Neo, the one. So it is for Matrix. That's cool you can join the club. And uh, let's see. You can help support these awesome causes with every purchase. They give 10% back to Patriot Empowerment Institute, Pyro's Wings, First Responders Children, and Ocean Cleanup. So yeah, that's cool. Um, good to go, I guess. That's pretty cool. Shout out to uh, B Jet Clean. B Jet Clean, if you're out there, I'd love to feature you on the Scuttlebutt Show. So reach out to me if you see this video. Um, we'll talk or I'll reach out to you guys. That's going to be that um, for today for stories that I have for you guys, but do you have any questions for me? New sponsor for the show, Larry D says, good question. I like it. Skip the digestive system and get caffeine into the eye sockets. Yes. Caffeine in my eye socket. That's good. Go big, get the one with the caffeine always. And it's affordable. It does seem affordable. How can they, here's the question though. How do they afford to make it for $8 a bottle and then give 10% of that back? Those are small margins. Those are slim margins. I wonder what the, uh, that's one of the questions that I have. Baby wipe showers. If you've never had the pleasure of a baby wipe shower, not once, not twice, but for weeks and months, then maybe you should upgrade to be jet clean. Uh, I remember baby wipe showers. We used to desperately collect baby wipes. And then every night, in, in Iraq, especially, because it was summertime in Iraq, 150 degrees outside, and we would uh, we would be, get done with the day, and I would go baby wipe shower myself, and the baby wipes would just be black. I would I would wipe my arm just black. I could roll like like uh, cigarettes of dirt off of my arm. Crazy. 10% back to my offshore account, Owen says. Question, how is your internet out there? It's pretty bad. I'll give you an example. Last night, my wife and I were watching our favorite show, My 600-Pound Life, and my wife tried to download a PDF file from the internet. The second she clicked download, the show froze. The PDF file downloaded, and the show came back on in full 8-bit enjoyment. We couldn't even see people anymore. It was just, it was like, just gigantic pixels on our TV. So... If that answers your question, the internet's pretty bad. Scuttlebutt serious and off-topic question. When do you think the pandemic will end? Iron Lotus, whenever the government decides. That's the answer, straight up. The pandemic will end whenever the government decides it ends. They're the cause of it. The only, uh, because the virus is never going to go away. But the pandemic is more of an opinion at this point. Maybe you guys don't agree with me. That's fine. Um, The reason I say that, is the reason I say that is this. Um, all the rules, all the restrictions, everything that we're doing isn't working and we're doing it anyway. So all this stuff is like, it's all the, all the efforts to combat the, the, to, to combat COVID are what they really are, are leaders covering their own ass. And it's heartbreaking to see like, There's a real, you know, deadly virus in the world now that makes people sick. And the governments have made it into this monstrosity of a political football. And, you know, out here in Okinawa especially, there's all these rules right now. We've been under rules for two years straight now. Two years. We're in a two-week lockdown right now. I didn't know the first one ended. And... All the rules, they don't even make sense. Like the rules that are in place, you could you could still do any... Like you could still do all the things the rules are trying to prevent you from doing. You just have to go on base. So they don't really do anything. And every time we get an outbreak of COVID in Okinawa, it's for the same reason. It's imported with units deploying out here. And they don't change that. So you know, it's kind of hopeless. So the pandemic will end when the government decides, because that's the reason that we're in a pandemic. There's a, you know, there's, that's it, period. We, we have to move on. We have to move on. Or at least do something different, you know, because what we're doing is not working. Let's see. What's your ancient history? What's your favorite ancient history minus Egypt? I don't have an, I don't have a favorite ancient history. Last week is ancient history to me, Ed. Let's see, my six hundred pound life. Are you into freaks? I don't know. I uh, I, um, I don't know why I like my six hundred pound life so much. It's like a it's like a train wreck. You know, you have to watch. Owned Max. I recently saw a docu that says the Okinawans are all alcoholics. Is this accurate? Thank you for the four ninety nine super chat. I really appreciate that. And to answer your question. I can't say that all Okinawans are alcoholics, but I will say it is true. And are you talking about uh, Vice News? On I, I saw the same thing. I saw well, I saw something like that on Vice News. And yes, it's true that in Okinawa, alcohol abuse is a major problem. People out here, you know, 50, 60 year olds, especially, seems like just sit around and drink. It's crazy, crazy. People just drink and drink and drink. It's a huge problem. Uh, People out here are sick from it. People out here have, there are also all kinds of issues, economic, safety, all that stuff. Uh, Max, what's your hype song? Okay, I can answer that. My hype song is Warrior's Call by Volbeat. You guys know this one? Warrior's Call by Volbeat. Um, Let's see. Did I miss something here? If you give the government emergency powers, the emergency will never end. Yep. Government of Japan extending quasi-state emergency for 13 more prefectures. Yep. We uh, we had plans to go to the Sapporo Ice Festival this year, but it was just canceled. but who's your favorite U.S. president? I've, I've never voted because I've, in my lifetime, never seen a president that demonstrates the values that I hold dear. And so... I don't really have a favorite president. Um, Two cents is the limit. What's that? New PT test video sometime. I would love, I want to, I want to do that. What PT test would you want to see me do? Marine combat fitness test, ACFT? I already crushed the Air Force walk test. That was too easy. Volbeat is awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Wait a minute, my girl. Uh, my My other favorite Volbeat songs are My Body, which is a cover of another song, but I love it. Um let's see Cape of Our Hero is another great one Don't blame our military for our drinking problem Um I'm not the Japanese people love to drink they love it they love it even more than I do It's crazy My song Not Falling by Mudvayne I listened to that this morning that's on my playlist actually a bunch of Mudvayne songs are on my playlist Let's see Oh Sam said do you want to play any other games like Ready or Not Yeah I do want to play Ready or Not Do you want to play Ready or Not I do. FBI PT test. You know, I'm feeling motivated to start some more scuttlebutt fitness videos. I know Sam asked for a pull-ups video and I think I can make that happen. Maybe I'll go do that today. Something like that. Let's see. All right, guys. It's noon out here in Okinawa, which means I got to get going, go take care of the doggo and do a bunch of other stuff. Good night, R. and everybody else from the Scuttlebutt Show. If you have questions for me, you can always email me at gmail.com. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. And if you send them to me, I will address them on the next episode. So if you guys have a question for me that you would like answered on the show and you think of it over the weekend or something like that, just send it to me and I'm happy to help. Uh, Not help, but you know, oblige. So thank you Owned. Thank you MC. Thank you everybody for a great week. It's been awesome. Pull-ups for MC. Okay. Tracking. Thank you, everybody. I hope you have a great weekend coming up. I know that we do. We're looking forward to a nice, relaxing weekend. Not like we can go out and do a lot, but at least we get to spend a weekend together, my wife and I. With all that being said, I look forward to talking to all of you very soon. Links in the description on all the ways to support the channel. And until next time, that's...